Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Thursday, October 19th, 2023. And guess what? We got packages. We actually got two packages yesterday, so I have, I'm already behind. We went three days without any packages, and now two of them came on the same day, and more are coming. So we got lots of fun stuff, but today's package is going to be from The Feed, and I have some exciting news. Um, exciting? ish news uh to share with you guys i think it's exciting and plus we'll do a taste test of what's inside here today so that should be interesting um but first let's say hi to everyone listening on the podcast on the audio only version hopefully you guys are having a good run out there today uh today it was a little bit warmer and a little bit more humid than the kind of the temperatures seem to indicate and so uh i was a little hot on my run a little overdressed i had a workout today i thought the workout overall went well but I did feel like I had uh, I had a t-shirt like a shirt on t-shirt on where I feel like I probably could have gotten away with a singlet today. I would have felt better in a singlet, but you know, if that's the biggest problem that you have on your workout, it's a good workout kind of day. And I wish the best for you uh, and everyone else listening to this and watching this later, but not live on YouTube. Welcome to the number one place to come for running unboxings and you know sometimes even running shoe advice so if you got questions about running shoes put them in the in the chat and um if i don't get to them right away don't feel free to copy paste and write it a second time because maybe i missed it sometimes the chat goes by a little bit too fast and i, and I can't catch it and i apologize for that but um if you will if you don't mind write it a second time just copy paste so that way i can make sure that you get your question answered if you came here to have a question answered all right let's see who we got in the chat uh stone cold says kofuzi run clips and get received tested and definitely proven to be faster nice it's powered by kofuzi awesome i'm glad to see that uh, i don't know if you guys saw emily heller had a really fantastic uh post that she made uh upon receiving her singlet so thanks emily for supporting uh and picking up a singlet and also for the very flattering and very entertaining reel that you made um so go check out you guys are all following emily heller right um so check that out uh because it's a whole bunch of fun um daniel burton says there's an easy two did an easy two miles at sea level at 1638 nice work and rylan pearson says i have a half on sunday finally real recovered from an injury but i have not been training for a couple weeks now go ahead and risk a dnf or sacrifice the money and dns well i feel like um you know you've already i i just listened i just listened yesterday on my afternoon run to a podcast where they talked about some cost fallacy you know yeah i'm i'm pretty nerdy but uh that that yeah i listened to a podcast talking about the birth of behavioral economics so yeah <laughs> that's true um but uh you know you already spent the money either way so i would say like you know if you want to go there and have fun go for it and have fun keeping in mind you know some limitations that you might have performance wise you know what i mean so uh go ahead and do that you know if you're gonna see friends there if you just want to put on the bib and enjoy being part of the running community you can do that but if it's gonna be costly for you either time and or money wise to get to that race you know and be really disruptive and maybe you don't want to have a fun run on sunday then don't go you know either way you've already spent the money you're not going to get any of it back by finishing it so um do what is going to make you the most happy you know there's nothing wrong with a fun run there's nothing wrong with not going to a race that you paid for if you don't feel like you're going to enjoy it you know what i mean so i know you'll make the right decision uh runner will is here what's going on will good to see you again he says good day everyone in for the best show going on in the afternoon thanks and i love the qualifier there not the best show going on the best show going on in the afternoon. I feel like our, my competition is like Kelly Clarkson and uh, Drew Barrymore. Although I don't know, does Drew Barrymore still have a show? Like that's my competition, right? So I feel like from a running perspective, they almost never talk about running. So if you're if you're in it for the running comp, comp, uh, conversation in the afternoons, this is best show going on. <laughs> I love you, Will. Thank you. Um, all right. Calvin says the Cozy Run Club singlet is light as a feather and very comfortable. I do think the aerosol ventilation would be preferred on extremely hot days, but the fabric quality and construction is top notch. I, I feel like that's one of the things that like with picking Rabbit to go with. One, they have a pretty easy program to work with 
because I think they do a lot of team singlets. So that was one thing that kind of solved a lot of problems that I was having. You guys remember how much trouble I had getting my, just getting my, the wheels turned over, I'm trying to figure out how to start this process. Um, but then also I've tried a lot of Rabbit product before and I really liked it. And so I was like, I felt confident that we were going to find something good. Uh, and I'm glad you guys are liking it. Hillary Thornton says, yo, what's going on, co-fam? Hello from Atlanta, where it's 70 and sunny right now. Is it humid? And is it hot? That, that feels hot right now. Hopefully it's not hot. All right, let me scroll down a little bit, try to catch up with you guys. Um, Tails in Mileto says, uh, hey, go. What's my, my microphone to use for your videos? Is it the same as the live streams? It's different. So I use this Shure. I think it's MB7 or SMB7. I'm not sure. It's the one that has USB and XLR on the bottom. That's what I'm using now. That goes into a Zoom P4 sound mixer. That's what has the sounds like that. Um, and then that goes in, that has a USB out to get into the, uh, into the laptop. For my videos, uh, I use a Deity V-Mic Pro. I'm not, uh, it's a shock, it's a little shotgun mic. They have a really big long shotgun mic, then they have a micro, and then they have just the regular, I think it's the V-Mic Pro 3. I think that's what I have. So that's what I use. I have a really long cable that connects directly into the camera, um, and I have it mounted above me, like pointing down like this. So that's what I use. Lala P says the feed has this Strava challenge and if you complete it they give you $15 every 90 days for a year or $60 total oh that's really nice that's cool Kevin says that he's been asking the same question for like four days in a row and there's no answer what question is that Kevin I'm sorry type it one more time please <laughs> so, so sorry <laughs> Um, and I'll, and I'll get to it. Um, Thomas Wynn says, what's up, co-fam? Just threw my hat in for Chicago 2024. I love the single on me. Well, awesome. I'm glad you're liking it. And, um, good luck everybody for 2024. It feels weird for me not to be also jumping in for 2024. It's the first time in a long time I'm not doing it. And, uh, definitely feels strange. I, I feel like I'm going to regret it later. I feel like not running... 2024 is the right decision. But then some, I was reading something on threads this morning and someone was like, Hey, in a couple of years is going to be the 50th anniversary. And I'm like, I guess in five years, it'll because this year was a 45th. So I'm like, Oh, 50. That sounds nice. I like that. That'd be five years from now. That'd be a nice break. Oh, but yeah, yeah five, a lot can happen in five years. So hopefully I'll still be feeling great. You know, um, outer heaven 87, Oh, that rhymes. It says, hi from Bristol, England. Staying in a hotel for a night to go to university lectures today and tomorrow. You need a bit of a distance from where I live. Man, that sounds like a lot of work to make it happen. But good on you for going literally an extra mile, probably several, to be able to make that happen. I hope the lectures are good. So, so not all the lectures in, in college for me were good, I gotta say. But I'm sure yours are going to be great. Um, all right. Um, CV76 says the feed does have a warehouse associate position available. I wonder if it does, does Sydney get bidet still work there? Did he stop? Did he stop working there? Is that what happened? Um, cause I feel like at one point, like all of the roots running team worked there before they all joined the roots running team. But like, I feel like didn't know Adrati worked there for a while. Wasn't he like a warehouse manager at some point? Or is it another, there's another, it's, is it another Boulder company that, or Denver company that they all work for? I don't know. Okay. Kevin Huang wants to know, how does the Sinister compare to the Tobo Cyclone 2? That is a great question. And I'm sorry to not, I did not see that. Let me tell you what, the Sinister is a completely different animal than the Tobo Cyclone 2. So I, I got the Sinister, which is a uh, power on PB shoe, no plate, no shank, no nothing, low stack height, super lightweight, almost as light as the Adios Evo 1. 
Adam Fierce has been telling me about this shoe for months now, and I finally, uh, I got Saucony to send one to me, which is nice, because then I didn't have to pay for it. And I take it out for a run, and I'm like, mm, you know what? I think I think this Evo one, in my mind, I'm thinking, the Evo one is the turning point. Pendulum swings, right? Every once in a while, like the running industry goes nuts over something. Super structured, uh, like stability shoes was on one end. That was like 2010. And then I went the other way to like minimalist shoes for nothing, you know, like, like Vibram five fingers. And then it went to now we're at like max cushion, max stack, super squishy shoes. And I think at some point we're going to get back to low stack height shoes hopefully with the benefit of new technologies so that way it, we get that max cushion feeling in much lower stack heights and lighter shoes that's kind of like my where i think the industry is going and i'm like even was the start sinister is going to be the second because it felt great to run my first couple reps of, of mile repeats in the sinister after like the third or fourth one though i was like oh my feet hurt uh my body's starting to hurt and it's really hard to continue to run fast. I just feel every little bit of the road on every step. So like, it, I don't think that I could run, I don't, I don't even know if I'd want to run a 10K in it. I could run a 5K in it, but maybe shorter. Um, that's how I feel about the Sinister. It's super fun. It's super fun until it, your body starts to hurt is my take on the shoe. It feels like uh, an old school race flat with modern technology in it but still has a lot of the drawbacks of those old school um race flats the upper is super comfortable it fits great it it, it is a little bit low volume in the toes though very similar to the endorphin elite which i happen to have run in this morning but very low volume in there so i wish it was a little bit taller i wish it was a little bit taller but uh and it but otherwise it just fits very snug because it's a race flat and it's supposed to be like, I think that if I were to do another steeplechase, that I might run in that. Because I feel like it's a really good, fun, fast shoe. Uh, in a lot of ways, it reminds me of the SC Pacer. Not in, like, the dynamics of the squish and the response of the shoe, but, like, just in the, the way that it's super exciting for the first 20 minutes and then kind of harsh after that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very fun shoe. The type of type of cyclone, it just feels like this is a really nice example of how good this foam can be. Very much reminds me of like the peg turbos when you're like, I could take this for a long run. I could take this for some hill sprints. I could take it for mile repeats. And it just feels great. Doesn't have quite the aggressiveness of a racer to me, but uh, a really fun non-plated, but super foam shoe. So does that, that's, that's how I break up those two shoes. Mm. Moonwalker says, does Chicago include the year they canceled the, in 2020 due to COVID and made everyone virtually as one of the anniversary years? I don't remember. I'll have to go look at my medals because it says, I think it says on, does it say? No, it only says on like 40 and 45. I don't know. I'm not sure. If it, I don't think it counts it as a year. Peter Clark says, anybody have advice on accommodation for Boston? Is it just really sparse and expensive or is anything released later? later? It's usually, it gets booked up really fast because people go over and over again every year. So it it's both sparse. I mean, it's a big city and there's many hotels, but there's a lot of people that are trying to go. Um, and yes, it's going to be expensive, unfortunately. All right, Plunder says, all right, hey, everyone, unboxing day. Let's go. All right, let me go. Here we go. We got a package from the feed today. And the news that I wanted to share with you guys is I am now, I guess, officially a part of the feed. I'm not a sponsored athlete because they have sponsored athletes, like fast people. But I am part of the, I guess, ambassador program over there, which really doesn't mean all that much for you guys, unfortunately. Uh, the way it actually started out was I reached out to them and was like, hey, I buy from you guys all the time. And I would love to be able to give my audience some sort of promo code or incentive to shop from you guys because I like shopping from you guys. Um, and they were like, no, sorry. Um, but then I somehow automatically got, uh, they automatically 
put me in the application for the next round of ambassadors. So I guess now I'm a feed ambassador. The perk that I get is a uh, quarterly uh, money. They put it in my account. And so uh, that'll give me a chance to buy stuff that I like, but also test some new stuff. So here we go. Here's some stuff. I got a restock on my favorites. Um, this is my science and sport, my caffeinated gels. Usually it comes in a box, but maybe they're switching things up there over at the feed. Um, so I got a 30 pack of these. The flavor I like is citrus. It has 75 milligrams of caffeine. Uh, it's two fluid ounces and it's very like, it's almost like a liquid, like I'm like a, it's like a syrup. Um, and I like that because it's easier to take. You don't have to take it with water. And on a lot of runs, this is enough kind of fluid to get me by. Um, I probably could use more, but a lot of times it does. And my current plan is to um, start racing with science and sport. I had been training in science and sport because it's relatively cheap. These days, it's about $2 a packet. Less than, yeah, $2 a packet if you buy 30, which makes it much cheaper than Martin's. And I would only race, and I would race with Martin's and use those only for like really big workouts and races. But because I've just not been enjoying Martin's lately, and even when I can get them down, my stomach just feels terrible for like hours afterwards. So I'm like, I'm going to switch it up. So I think these have been treating me well during workouts. So I'm going to start using these. So that's one of the things that I got in here. Oh boy. And that actually won't last me very long. So I'm going to have to order up some more. The next thing I got, speaking of drinking enough water, is I got one of these little flasks. So this is like, holds what? Five ounces of fluid, not a lot. But I'm thinking a lot of the shorts that I have have little stash pockets either on the side or in the back. And like five ounces of like sport drink with a couple of gels might be like enough to get me through a lot of my workouts, or at least the hard parts of the workouts, you know? So I've been... I've been trying to get one of these for a long time, but they keep selling out. I think the size is popular. Um, I have a lot of like 12 ounce Hydropack soft flasks or like even bigger ones. Like some of the Camelback ones are really big, like 500 mils, which is really weird, but there are all sorts of different sizes. Um, but I wanted to try something small and then I'm thinking, well, maybe, maybe some days I just bring two of these along. So I'll, I'll start off with one and I'll try one of these. All right, and then, yeah, Stevie76 says, is that a flask in your pocket? Um, it is, but I am also happy to see you. Good to see you, Stevie. <laughs> um, and, uh, ooh, speaking of that, Calvin Hong said, the science and sport beta line is great. Look past the name because it has 40 grams of carb per gel, and there's a cap version, and their drink mixes are great too. Well, that is something, the exact thing that I wanted to try and why I'm really happy to be as part of the ambassador program is because then I could just try some of this stuff out and not have to worry about how much it costs. Because this stuff is a lot more expensive than the regular science and sport. The regular science and sport has, I think, 20 grams of carbs. It is uh, 22 grams of carbs per packet, right? This is 40 in a dual energy source thing. Um, one to 0 0.8 maltodextrin to fructose. So like the two kinds of sugar, the idea is then you're utilizing two nutrient uptake path passageways so your body can take more sugar in at once. Um, so you can get more sugar in. So hmm, let's try this. The flavor I got was orange flavor. It's not orange. It's orange flavor, which I feel is refreshingly honest. Um, and you know what else is really cool about this? And I think part of it's because uh, in Europe, they're much better about cross-contamination and allergens, and these are made in the UK. It is free from eight major allergens. So that's always good to know. Um, and here's the other reason why I reached out to the feed, because I don't know when it was, it's relatively recently. The feed has become science and sports. Uh, they are the sole distributor in the US. So if you're buying it in the US, I, I don't know who you're getting it from. I guess maybe you're getting it directly from science and sport if you're buying it like on Amazon. 
But if you want to buy it in the U.S. from, I guess, from not Science and Sport, you're gonna go through the feed, as far as I know. So I feel like hmm, seems like a good combo. Let's try this. Let's see how what the flavor is like. I'm not gonna eat the whole thing. I don't need to eat the whole thing right now. But cheers. It feels. It's got a little bit more mouthfeel to it. Um, it's slightly thicker than the regular gel would be, but the flavor is very pleasant. It kind of reminds me of like orange Gatorade. It, it reminds me like if you took an orange Gatorade chew and melted it down, that's what it tastes like, but it's not super sticky. I'm sure if I got it on me, it'd be sticky, but it doesn't feel like it's not thick like a paste, like a like a goo, you know? So I really like this. I'm going to try this on uh, the next workout, see how it goes. Mm. All right. Uh, what else we got? JC says, one minor complaint about using science and sport gels during a race is being able to open it, especially with either cold or sweaty hands. Yeah, sometimes this little thing on the top how it comes it can be hard and they've tried to taper it you know at the top so that it makes it a little bit easier there's less material that you have to get through but i would agree sometimes it's hard and then sometimes it doesn't come cleanly off and then like then you've got the flap that's sticking off on the side and then you have to be like well do i try to rip it off real hard and it's a liquidy substance so if you squeeze it it's gonna shoot everywhere or do you just uh i'll just eat the whole thing, you know, and then you've got to kind of like eat around the plastic flap. I agree. I'd say the other difficult thing about science and sport is that they're bigger, but I didn't get those pair of sore shorts that are specifically designed because it's a, it makes sense. It's a UK company sore. So they made marathon shorts specifically designed to fit six science and sport size gels. Um, which is nice because also isn't precision hydration. Isn't that a UK company too? And I feel like they have a similar size. Is it precision or is it never second? I don't remember the one with the black. It's a black little packet and it's kind of got like a rainbow on the top of it. You know what I'm talking about? Am I but that's another UK brand. I feel like Frank says science and sport is not on Amazon at all anymore. Oh, okay. Maybe that's because of the exclusivity, but, uh, but yeah, so I've been really enjoying Science and Sport. I'm not sponsored by them. I'm working on that next. Um, and I've been enjoying Joe's Gel. So since Science and Sport doesn't talk to me and the feed does, you know, I'm working with the feed. So if you want to get some of this stuff, you got to get it from them. And I guess, I, I, is that, I guess that's a sponsored plug. So there you go. Sorry. I'm selling out. <laughs> Uh, Manny Varela Long says, my order of fresh signs and sport gels from the feed arrived yesterday. Yeah. You know what? Martha was saying earlier that what she finds annoying about uh, the feed is that like, if you just look at something, you'll get like an email or so. if you're in their system, you'll get like an email. Like their cookies are super, super sticky and aggressive. And um, this stuff is like arriving like a week late, kind of. Because like a week ago, I was looking at and trying to order all this stuff and I was just looking at it on my phone. And the next thing I knew, I got a text message saying, hey, it looks like you left stuff in your cart. If you click on this link, we'll give you, and buy it today, we'll give you like 10% off or what 5%, I don't remember what the percentage was. I'm like, number one, this looks very suspicious. But I'm like, I'm feeling saucy, let's hit the link. So I hit the link, so I hit the link. And then it had like a 5% discount or something put in there. And I thought that I bought it at that point. But I guess I didn't because I'm like, hey, where's my where's my feed stuff? Where's my gels? I'm out of gels. And um, I didn't I couldn't find them anywhere. So I'm looking up like, where's the confirmation email? There's no confirmation. I'm like, I guess the order never went through. So I ordered it again. So it took me a little bit longer for me to get them this time. So I don't know. And Richard Wilson says, yes, I completely did the feed about that. I hate being stopped by companies like that. I know it's not my favorite thing because I, here's the thing in the past, I have turned down like affiliate programs from other brands because I know that their cookies are very aggressive. Sticky is not the right word. I don't, I think that means something else, 
the cookies are very aggressive. For that company, the cookies may have been very sticky too. I'm not. I don't exactly know. So like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm. Maybe I am selling out. I just really like the science and sport. I guess. <sighs> Andrew Scott said, "What's the worst gel you've ever had?" Oh, definitely it was easy. This is so easy. There was like a honey stinger raspberry ginseng one one time or something like that. It was so gross. It was like if you took all the medicine in your grandmother's ca- medicine cabinet and melted it into a paste and mixed toothpaste in it. That's what it tasted like. It was wildly terrible. I didn't eat anything honey stinger for like a good two years after that. I had left such a bad literal and metaphorical taste in my mouth. You know, it was, that was, that was the worst one I ever had. <laughs> uh, Alex Pazenzi means, what do you mean by aggressive? Ag- by aggressive, I mean like, if you just look at stuff, you'll get like either a notification, a text, an email, something saying, hey, you forgot stuff in your cart. So I feel like what's very aggressive is like me looking at something on my phone or on online on the feed, it puts cookies on there and because it knows I maybe I was logged in to my account, it knew figured out my phone number so it could text me. That that I feel like is pretty aggressive and more than borderline creepy. I think it is on the creepy side. So that's what I mean by like aggressive. By sticky, I mean like is it going to start collecting more than just running data? That's what I worry about with a lot of cookies. And that's why I worry about a lot of affiliate programs. Like I don't I don't I don't do a lot of affiliate programs with you guys. Because I don't I don't know what kind of cookies those links may be putting on your computers, you know. And Kurt says not a gel, but the original power bar, especially the malt, was just horrible. The original power ball, power bar, I forgot, who was, who was talking, was it Des Linden talking about the other day on a podcast? Someone else was talking about it the other day, or maybe in a post. I remember the original power bars. I loved those. Those were status symbols, Kurt. That's how you knew, like, high, in high school cross country and track, the power bar was like the vapor fly or like, in junior high and like early high school, it seems like a lot of kids wear the streak flies. That's like the status symbol, you know? That was the status symbol back then. The the bars were terrible, but you ate them and you were like, you just hoped you didn't lose a tooth. When you like, because it would pull, I felt like it would pull fillings, you know? <laughs> the first gen power bars were nearly inedible, even if you had strong charts. <laughs> And Calvin Hong says, power bar, the vapor fly of high school cross-country nutrition. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, that's so funny. Um, Stevie76, all these websites are asking me to accept their cookies, but I haven't still gotten even one of them. There we go. That's the right sound for that. Um... And Dason's all says for a lot of the like the newsletters and stuff you sign up for, they can tell you read their emails too, being tracking pixels, etc. I don't know what a tracking pixel is, but I think I understand what you mean. Like they could tell, like a lot of like the constant contact and like the Mailchimp and chimp and stuff, they give you data. I don't use any of those. Um, they give you data on like your open rate, right? And then like what's the click through rate if they how many people if you send out a thousand how many people are opening it and of those people that are open let's say a hundred people open it of those hundred how many people are clicking through to the website and then if once they're on the website how many are making purchases you know like they have all those all that data gets back to them or not everyone but a lot of those and i i just worry about those i don't know why i do it just feels not cool you know. Uh, Raj Kumar said, Raj Shinji says, any plans for year in videos on best shoes, best gear kit, best race, best travel city, etc.? I usually do my top fives. And this year, I think I'm probably going to have them come out like Thanksgiving week. So basically, I'll start making them like right before, right after New York. Uh, I think all the shoes that I care, that I know about are coming in 2023 will be be out by then uh, maybe kind of close for some of them 
but uh, I think so. And then, uh, so I usually do like top five overall, top five daily trainers, top five speed shoes, top five carbon plated shoes, top five uh, max cushion. So that's kind of like my list that I do. This year I'm thinking about doing like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of lame. Even YouTube doesn't do it anymore, but like a year in review kind of thing. I don't know. I feel like that's going to get rambly. But And I was also like, uh, I think that's the kind of thing that you kind of need a co-host with. So I don't know. We'll do with that one. Um, kind of like, you know, this was the year where like, because I was just thinking like, Yesterday we were, was it yesterday? Yesterday we were talking about like New Balance has had a good year, a pretty good year with what they have released, but they've been pretty quiet on a lot of the other things that they haven't released in 2023 or they might not be releasing in 2023. So like that's, I feel like is a story like, hey, remember that? And then remember like this is the year where like all the brands went completely, like just lost all their minds in terms of how to name a shoe. We had a Kinvara Pro, an Endorphin Elite. Um... We had, I guess this was last year, we had an SC Elite version 3, even though we've never had any SC Elites before. Like all, all these, and then like uh, New Balance again, more Trail version 3 is based off the more version 4. Like people have just lost their all sensibility with names. And I just feel like that's really fun uh, to kind of remind people about the lunacy that we've had kind of some of this year. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll do something else like that, something more fun. I'd like to find a way to include other people in that discussion, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I also don't want it to be like a. I do. I do love it when there's like, oh, here's like twelve different of your favorite influencers in the same video. I do like that, but I don't like to make those. It's a lot of work. You have to just coordinate all these people, you know. Um, Colin Tanner says. Tommy Runs and Kofuzi host the first annual Kofuzi Shoe Oscars. Every year I say that I'm going to have physical trophies made and bring them to to Austin to give the brands like, here you go, shoe of the year. A little trophy with a hockey guy on top to make it like a Happy Gilmore reference. But uh, yeah, I always forget. Or I always think that like, you know, maybe I'll get dressed up and treat it like a real award show. But one, Marquez has done that, MKBHD has done that like for real and did like really nice, really nice trophies. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do anything that good. And last year, Tennis Certo actually did something like that too, where they had like a whole stage and a set. And they did a really good job. It was in Portuguese. So most of you guys probably didn't see it. But it was r really, really well done. So I don't know. <laughs> you call them the, if you call them the rundies <laughs> i i don't know why that makes me want to do it just so i could say rundies <laughs> uh, that's so funny um yeah uh morgan the running guy says uh well he has two questions First, he says, hey, Co, what's the reason you don't host your podcast on Spotify? Uh, I'm, I hold grudges, I guess, sometimes. That's the main reason. Um, I, don't, I don't like who they've chosen to pick for exclusive content and who they've chosen to, to platform. So it's an old, grumpy reason. Plus, it's really hard to quit once you become a paid, once you pay. It's just the, the customer service has been always really disastrous over there and maybe it's changed but i've had bad experiences there so i mean the irony of it is anchor.fm which i used to publish my um podcast got bought by spotify so i'm still using a spotify product i just don't post on spotify um yeah so there's that and then morgan also wants to know i'm waiting for the cozy run club website and newsletter um uh, i had i had the conversations with uh Northwestern journalism student about it, thinking about turning it into an internship for that person. Um, I just don't, I just don't, do you guys really, I don't think you guys really, do you guys really want, a website kind of makes sense. The newsletter I'm less interested in. I just don't, many of my actual, like in real life friends have newsletters and I don't read them regularly. I'm a, I, I will admit that. I check in every once in a while, but like, I don't, really read the newsletters. I just don't do a lot of reading, I guess. I do a lot of scrolling. I just don't do a lot of reading. So that's why I'm not as interested in it. I feel like 
the website though, there's a lot of like ad revenue potentially that I could pull in that way, but I don't know. It just feels like more more work. Um yeah, Andrew Escobedo says, your podcast is on Spotify. It started to get updates a couple weeks ago. I think there was a big change in the way Anchor works, and I feel like I got re... Like, to take mine off, I had to, like, call a human being and tell them I wanted it off of there. And they're like, why? I like I don't want to be have it published to Spotify. So I that's not a complete surprise that that happened because I feel like the Anchor-Spotify integration... A couple of weeks ago, it used to be you would log into anchor.fm and a couple of weeks ago, it changed to Spotify for podcasters. And I was like, what the heck is this? So, yeah. All right. Maybe I'll have to go and take it off of there again. I don't know. Mm. Uh, Alex Placencia says, a year end is always a plus in my book. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it is not, It is always nice to kind of look back and see where we've come and like kind of highlight the big news stories. Because I, I like to watch it on the news news. I mean, I'm a news junkie and I'm trying to reduce my intake. Although now's not a great time for me in that, uh, in that front. But, um, you know, but uh, so I like the news like kind of recap. The pop culture ones, I never really get because I don't understand who is pop culture anymore. But Serious Runner, what's going on? He says, uh, I think we need awards for creators, not brands. Okay. What are the categories for creators? Who's going to make that? Is it like a... What is, what's, the, what's the one where... Is it like the Screen Actors Guild Awards? SAGS? Which I feel like is a really terrible acronym. We need some, do we need something like that? We'll just give everyone just gives each other awards. The award for most serious runner goes to serious runner. There we go. Suhan <laughs> so says the serious runner paperback book coming out on Amazon in five days. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it too. And um, yeah, I can't wait. You know what? I just feel like, did you guys see the latest Serious Runner video? I feel like the production value has gone up way up. Not that it wasn't high production value before, but like now it's narrated by another person. I feel like like the the levels of like, kind of like the, the layers of satire are becoming more and more lacquered and it's becoming even more beautiful that way. You know what I mean? It's getting so good. <laughs> um, I had enjoyed it. Steve McKellar says, is Ben Felton the fastest YouTuber? Uh, I think possibly. Is he faster than, is he faster than Matt Fox? And um, Bester? Because those guys are like, like 220s, right? Those guys are both pretty fast. Where is uh, Welsh Runner at? They're all around the same spot, aren't they? They're all, aren't they all pretty close? Or is he? I don't, I don't know. Um, he could be fast, but then, then you have to remember that there's still guys like, well, I mean, like Noah Lyles is on YouTube. Is he a YouTuber? I feel like I don't know. There are many YouTubers who no longer edit their own videos, but I've, I, I don't feel like is Noah Lyles a YouTuber? I don't know. Does he respond to comments? I feel like if you're not responding to comments, you're not a YouTuber. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to make blanket comments like that. Mm. Jay actually says, maybe there are faster YouTubers in Japan. Did I, I told you guys the story about the time I got speed checked by a Japanese YouTuber, right? In Eugene. Uh, super, super nice guy. Um, we got introduced in Japan and he doesn't speak any English. Like, what I discovered, like most Japanese people. And I speak no Japanese, like most American people. And uh, we're trying to communicate. And uh, we met before the the 5K in Eugene at World Championships two years ago. And um, afterwards, he had come in, and that was a fast race. 
because you figure who are locals that live near the University of Oregon campus, the people that show up to a 5K early in the morning on a Saturday or a Sunday, there's going to be some fast dudes. And so he came in like third or fourth or something really fast. He ran like a 15 something 5K. And we had met like literally like 20 or 30 minutes earlier before then. And I got introduced as like a, a famous YouTuber in the United States. And I think in Japan, there is like a, we won't follow you as a YouTuber unless you are very fast kind of aspect to the culture there. And so I think he assumed that I must be fast too if I'm an American YouTuber. And I told him I came in in like 19 minutes. And he was like, he was so disappointed. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he's a really nice guy though. He just, I think he had different expectations. <laughs> Uh, Calvin Huang says, here's my criteria for a running YouTuber. They have to have vlogged during a race to count. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I don't know. Is that, is that, is that the minimum? I don't know. Um, yeah. Ivan says, Luis Orto is pretty fast, but he's an Olympian. He is very fast. Um, there's a lot of flags. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of Boulder dudes that are super fast that like they'll make youtube's videos every once it's super sporadic mm, yeah mm, adam pierce is saying like ali ali ostrander she is very fast and i would certainly call her uh, a youtuber even though she's a pro, pro runner they're not mutually exclusive things someone else was mentioning morgan mcdonald yeah Frank says Steven Scullion is definitely a YouTuber. I think he might be the fastest marathoner who's a, like a legit YouTuber. That dude's been posting like crazy. And it's gotten so good. It's amazing to me how quickly he has gotten so good. Like some like I, I remember at one point he was like, I'm just gonna start posting every day. And so I'm watching every day and I'm like, this dude just like put his iPhone down like in front of his like against his coffee and just started talking for 20 minutes and it was pretty good because he's an olympian he knows a lot about running he's seen and experienced a lot but fast forward like three months of him posting a video like five times a week and it's much better right now it's really it's really good so i highly recommend steven scullion um Jay-Z says, I know the guy that claims to be the world's fastest weatherman. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah, Lucy Becerra says, yeah, Scullion is on a roll. He's hidden, and his videos are getting views. He's doing like th four or five videos a week, and they're e they're all hitting like thirty to 40,000 views. That's solid. So solid. And Calvin Wong says, Paul Chalima has a channel, but you have to run a marathon. He's a 62-minute half EV. Yeah, I think he's one of that, like, crew of dudes that are, like, super fast, and they all know, like, the same two or three videographers in the Boulder area. And every once in a while, like, they'll all get together and hammer out a long run and invite one of those <laughs> videographers, and then that videographer might, might, might make him a, a video, you know? I, I think that's the scenario of what's happening. I don't, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's what's going on. Mm. <laughs> this is so funny. It, it so, you know, a lot of times I, I, uh, I, I like Steven Scullion a lot. Um, he's very hard on himself. And, uh, sometimes I worry about him from like a, you know, you okay, bro? Kind of thing. Um, not like I'm not like that. I'm like not that worried about him. But um, it go his his content runs a wide variety of topics. Uh, and he's very open and honest, which I, I think is part of what makes him so endearing and why people like him. But Frank says, and I think this is pretty funny. Says Stephen Scullion, the way to be a great runner is abject suffering. Also, Stephen Scullion, why am I so depressed? <laughs> that I mean, he goes he goes through. A lot. Of, I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his support structure is like. I've never. You know, I should reach out to him and see if I can interview. I've messaged him a couple of times. I really like the guy. Um, and uh, but it's like you know, he's away from 
long way home, away from home. He's training. He's hammering out there. I don't think he's part of a group out there. So, and I also know that if you are videotaping a lot of your runs, it's not usually that easy to run with a bunch of other people regularly. So, yeah. Eric says, I watched Scullion for the accent half the time, our Irish version of Goggins. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Shannon says, Scullion is a hustler and he has great knowledge. I've been watching a while. Is he still a 209 marathoner? I don't think he's raced in a while. He was in Hawaii for the... Did he Did he, Did he? he run the marathon in Hawaii? I don't know. Or was he just on vacation there? I don't remember. That's where he... I think he lost a drone while he was out there. That was a rough weekend. I think he lost a drone and a GoPro in that same weekend or something like that. Uh, all right. Dan Finn says, Co... Co cold slash wet jacket thoughts i'm freezing uh for me pinnacle is gore-tex because it's lightweight so if you're doing a workout it's not super bulky um but uh, it's also very expensive i think if you just need kind of like something in like if it's like 50 degrees and maybe a little bit drizzly out there's a lot of brands making some good jackets right now um i have I picked up one from Adidas last fall that I really like. I don't know. I think it might be part of the high-vis collection. Very simple. Not super water-proof, like but good on like kind of wet, kind of chilly conditions. Um, CLA makes a really nice one. CLA apparel is a little bit harder to come by. I don't know what's going on with their availability. Um, and then Rabbit makes a really nice one. Janji makes one. It looks like there's like, it's like a white, it almost looks like white snow camo, but it's actually a mountain graphic that I've been really loving. Um, so those would be like four that I like. And then there's another, there's a rain rain jacket that I have from Soar, I want to say. It's like lime green. That one's really nice. Um, not bulky, fits really well. And, um, does a really good job of keeping you warm, even though it just seems like a little bit of a rain shell. But that's another good one, too. Morgan says, I think when Scullion was Hawaii, he was just training. Oh, okay. Alf, Alf, Alf says he's doing Dublin this weekend. Oh, he is? All right. See, I've been, I haven't checked in that closely on him in a little while. Well, he says, so uh, who's, who's going for the win? She's going for the win in Dublin? Or he's going in? Oh, Lollipy says, he was going to do Berlin, but he wasn't in sub-209 shape, so now he's going to go for the win in Dublin. There we go. Okay. Mm. Shannon says, he was like marathon training when, we got, when he got back from Hawaii, so I thought maybe he actually raced, but he needs to drop the quote-unquote 209 marathoner. We know laughing emoji you know what i've i've noticed that like there's a lot of people that do that frequently they have like a, a tagline or a descriptor that they repeat in every video or nearly every video and part of me is with you shannon where i'm like i get it i've seen more than three videos of yours i i remember but um i'm thinking that it's like for people who are trying to like who are they talking to they're trying to aggressively bring in new people that maybe this is their first video that they've watched. And so they have to do that quick explanation every time. And so maybe that's part of their growth strategy. So I think I, that's how I'm going to kind of excuse that little uh, linguistic quirk. Cause I think that's what's going on. Like when you, if you watch a hella good, a hella city Bay video, he does that all the time. My name's hella city Bay. He's, I don't, was he, he was he's like one of the, he was like, I ran across America 2,000 some hundred days of run streak. So he like says all those facts like every time. And he just like, he says it as kind of quickly and kind of like automatically as I do my disclosures, you know? So like, it's clearly something he says every time he gets on a microphone. So I just think that's just like a different approach that some someone has. Uh, Dan Fins says, which Gore-Tex would you recommend? There's one, I forget what it's called. I've had it for a few years now. It's, I believe it's called the R8. It's very expensive. I use it for like cold, cold, cold. Um, because even though it looks like a rain jacket, I'll run like 
you know, well below freezing point workouts in that. So that one's like very, very cold. I think the R1, it's a lot cheaper. That's more for like just rain because there's Gore-Tex and then there's, I forget, Infinium is like their cold weather stuff. So like the R8, the expensive one that I like is Gore-Tex and Infinium. So keeps the water out and keeps the heat in and is nice and breathable and all the lovely things that Gore-Tex apparel can be. And then I think the R1, I think is the one, has a hood. It's a little bit cheaper. I think that's just rain. So that might be one to look at. Dan Fence is the R5? I, maybe. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head. Um, yeah. And Jayus Raya says, you know, we all know Co is an elite runner. Her review issues. See, I started doing that too. Um, so that's not, I think that's something I added this year. Yo, what's going on? My name is Kavuzi. I'm a Nanali Runner Review Shoe here on YouTube. And today I'm going to talk to you guys about my coffee mug. You know, so that's the same thing. I'm a 209 marathoner. You know, everyone has like their thing. <laughs> Andrew Scott says, uh, I scored four touchdowns in one game. <laughs> Al Bundy. <laughs> if he were a YouTuber, that is what he would say. You know. Frank Lahulier says, Patrick Martin every single time. I'm Patrick Martin. I ran a 224 marathon at the age of 42 after only three years of running. Do I know Patrick Martin? I don't know. But you know what? You know what I have been seeing a trend of? I've been seeing a trend of a lot of, uh, there's a couple of new YouTube channels and uh, I've, I've, the channels are fine. They're They're good YouTube channels. But like what I find, what sticks out to me is that uh, sometimes these are people that are clearly like naturally a bit gifted because like it'll be like, my name is so-and-so and I ran a 74 minute half marathon after about a year and a half of running. And I'm just like, oh, okay, nice, oh, awesome. You just had this like secret hidden talent all this time and at 38, you just decided you're going to start running one day and you ran like a 75 minute half marathon wonderful you know and they're like and i can tell you how to do that too and i'm like can you i i'm listening but i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure i'm not sure if that is how it works you know i i feel that way about like ben johnson i feel that way about tommy runs like there's all these just super fast dudes that went like most of their like growing up their youth lives and part of their adult lives like not even running at all they just had this secret super talent. And then one day they just started running Forrest Gump style. And all of a sudden they have these careers from running. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. All right. Shannon says, yo, what's going on? Scofuzzi, 258, not only runner. This sport drinks taste like dirt. I do Fitzinger six-minute threshold reps, which is kind of like what it leads to. <laughs> that is not the intro at all. <laughs> but it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> um, Alf Dickinson says, in the UK, the young UK YouTubers love making a coffee pretty park run in their vlogs. Everybody, all the runners like making coffee uh, before their runs um, in their vlogs. I mean, I mean, Seth does it all the time. Um, and then Dan Whitehead had some of the most beautiful coffee B-roll for, for a running vlog. Um, and he, he'd been doing that. I mean, he was doing that years ago. So it's been, it's a long, it's a long followed tradition of the coffee. I've, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I've had many videos where like, I'm just showing you video footage of my Keurig. I, I'm definitely guilty of that too. I showed you, I showed you coffee footage when I was in the hospitality tent at the Chicago marathon. So like two videos ago, I showed you coffee, uh, before the run. Yeah. It's a thing. And we, uh, coffee's not, I just like coffee. We all like coffee, don't we? I don't know. 
Hmm. Robert Krieger says, uh, his intro would be, I once beat Cohen to shakeout run by over 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, nice. Mm. Obi-Wan says, giving up serious, everything is fine, meme vibes with those natural talents. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and Manoran says, true, but nothing beats Herm getting donuts. That is nice. I like him when he gets the donuts. And Dominic Smirnowski thinks, I think I've watched Seth James Moore make about 700 coffees. Same, same. It's nice. I like it when he has nicer coffees. I'm not a big fan of like the Mr. Coffee coffee. I grew up drinking all that stuff, you know, and so I'm just like, I'm so tired of it. Um, nothing wrong with it, but I just feel like for someone that enjoys coffee as much as he does, I was just like, mm. it does. He's not still, I think he's, he's been doing a lot of coffee press, hasn't he? Or does he just do his turmeric tea in the coffee press? You know, Sierra says Ben is running does the coffee thing too. Yeah, he makes good coffees though. That's his uh that's his chef side coming out, I think. Camel Wong says, there's too much coffee making and enough coffee pooping. <laughs> we need the reality. <laughs> um AutoVV says, who started the trend of the coffee? Every time I see the coffee making in a video, I have to skip ahead. That that comes from vlogging the vlogging world, I think. I don't think that I don't think runners started that putting that in the vlogs. That's definitely from like the broader vlogging community, and that goes back years before that. I think, in my opinion. All right. Shannon says though about about Seth. I don't know why he likes to spill the coffee all over the counter. Do you think he's doing it on purpose? I just think that those Mr. Coffee style, like the percolators or the drip coffee, they're called drip coffee. They're not, we haven't, I haven't, I've seen a percolator used recently. It was kind of awesome. Coffee was terrible, but like the drip coffee makers, like the Mr. Coffee or whatever, the carafes that they come in, they just spill, they, they're drippy. I think, that, I think I want to say that's what it is. But then he does the thing where he balances like the, his morning breakfast bar or whatever on top. I think sometimes, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there is a, uh, there's kind of a motif in a lot of vlogging generally to be a little bit kind of like uh, haphazard. You know what I mean? A lot of that's Casey Neistat. Like with the way he did his unboxings and stuff and it was just, he was, he's always hard on his equipment, you know, unnecessarily sometimes, but uh, maybe, maybe it's necessarily, but, I think that's kind of, and it's become kind of like a, a visual language to just be a little bit messy. Or maybe he just is really messy. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had coffee with him. <laughs> Jason Dahl says, though, uh, yeah, those drip coffee crafts have like a 95% spill rate that is unavoidable. I remember uh, they have a different coffee craft now, but my father-in-law used to have one. And, uh, my, my father-in-law's like, he loves to make the coffee. He also loves to empty the coffee so that he can make another coffee, you know, make a whole pot, especially when a bunch of people are back for the weekend. And when he had like the ones with like the little, you know, the little lid that can like flip up and down and then, uh, the glass craft, the big one, that thing was so drippy. He would always walk around the house with like a tea towel and, and ask everyone if they needed more coffee. And he would have to do that because he knew how much it would spill. So, yeah. Calvin mm. <laughs> Wong says the top five coffees made by YouTubers. That would take so long to have to like, either you would have to already have that mental list ready or you'd have to spend hundreds of hours like scouring like the i guess like i guess it wouldn't be hundreds i don't know you'd have to scour like the first minute of all of like thousands of videos i feel like which is the best coffee <sighs> that would be interesting though i would watch i would watch that video and i would also want to know what was the video about you know what i mean like all right 
this is a fantastic coffee. They spent two minutes and 45 seconds of this eight minute vlog showing you the coffee they made. What? Maybe that's a trivia game. Ooh, okay. Maybe that's a trivia. What was the name? What was the rest of the video? <laughs> I'll show you a coffee. I'll show you a coffee that a, youth, a running YouTuber made. You tell me what the video was about that day. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm gonna have to, that's going to take a while to put together, but I'll start working on it. All right. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Um, tomorrow, uh, no video, but we'll do another unboxing. I think you've probably seen other people unbox this thing that I think is what this next package is, but we'll do an unboxing anyway. We'll take a look at it ourselves. So we'll do that same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. Hopefully I see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.